There's never enough time! <laughs> that was a Saved by the Bell reference, guys. Hey everyone, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steve, and this is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. We're going to do things a little different this episode because we did things a little different last episode. Last episode we had a guest on and it was a ton of fun and everyone loved it, right? I -hmm, loved it. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, This episode, we're going to do an ad-isode. We haven't done one of those in a long time. We're just going to buzz through a bunch of ads because we had six ads put aside for last week and didn't use any of them. We're going to bust it. <laughs> so uh, anyways, ready to get started, Steve? Uh, yeah. What Do we, do we want to do this in alphabetical order? No, no. I want to... I'm going to pick one to start with and then you pick the next okay. one. All right. Um, I want to start with the Headless Mustang. Should have done this one on Halloween. Uh, I mean, we didn't have it for Halloween, but it would have been fun for Halloween. Anyways, uh, who sent this? I didn't say that. Oh, I didn't put in the the note on who sent it. Oh, I feel like an asshole now. That means you found it. <laughs> I did not find this. But anyways, we have a headless Fender Squire Mustang here. I'm guessing this is a bullet Mustang. It looks like a bullet Mustang. Uh, this person, I mean, the, the, the most notable thing here is they took the headstock clean off, but they also swapped out the humbuckers for humbucker adapter rings mm-hmm. so that it could house two hot coil, two you know, double rail uh, humbuckers. Yeah, it says my most recent mod. This one is- Hot rails is the word I was looking for. So they swapped out humbuckers. For smaller humbuckers, yeah. and then they put in some sort of bridge that allows them to tune the strings. Yeah, it says I put two stacked hot rail single coil humbucker pickups, and I have the original Fender pickups that came with it. There's a momentary shutoff kill switch in the volume position. The volume knob. Yeah, he put in a kill switch for the volume knob, <laughs> and then did he move the volume down oh. to where the tone knob was? No, he moved the volume knob above the neck pickup. Oh, there it is. This you know, photo just, sucks. It's hard to see anything, but now I see it. That is how, just a horrifically bad position. How did he do that? Yeah. He must have had to hollow out underneath the wood. What? Well, how is it the... Um, how did he do that? There's no pick guard material there. He's got the knob mounted directly into the paint of the guitar. Yeah, I don't know. And this person does not look like they do the cleanest work ever. I mean, it's not sloppy, but it's like, I mean, Ryan, what did he actually do to install that? Ryan, I have um, so many questions. You know, you have that question. I think it's the wrong question. What's the right question? I removed the headstock and replaced it with a locking nut similar to a Floyd locking nut. The bridge is equipped with small hex key that turns the machines to tune. You want to know how this guy mounted, you know, oh, did he route it out? Like, is this, is that, is that? The dude cut the headstock off of this guitar. I know, I know. <laughs> that is, there are so many interesting things about this, but that is the most interesting thing. He converted a $150 bullet Mustang into a headless guitar for some reason. He threw a ton of hardware at it, and now he you, wants 300 You want to know why? Why? Because Florida... He is in Florida. <laughs> Port Ritchie, 
Florida. It all makes sense now. <laughs> this is this is silly. This I is, mean, we don't even need to talk about the stickers that are on here, or the decals or whatever. One of them is a what is some that? kind of like devil a, girl, like an e girl. Is that an e girl? Is that what they are? I don't know what. It's like a Sailor Moon with horns, and then a uh, ill wolf. With a headless horse, it's a headless horseman graphic. He's going for a theme here. This should have been for Halloween. What is? There's Ill- so much going on here. Like what? It, what is Ill Wolf? It's got to be a band, right? I it's probably the guy's his name band. is Mark Wolf. Then it's got to be his band. There is a sports team that is the Illinois Wolves. I don't think that's that. no, because this guy's in Florida. I mean, Illwolf.fl. Clothing Life Goods brand out of Florida. Our Etsy store is up until we get the website. Okay, so it's a. So it's, is this a clothing brand? It's like a fashion brand, a lo- local flavor fashion brand or whatever. They only have two shirts, but I'm pretty sure that's the same logo, or, or like it's yeah, not the same. That's it's the same it. like font style. So what what do you think this guitar is like to play? Taking a bullet Mustang, which is a shorter scale guitar. And making it headless and then swapping out the bridge for, I can't even tell what any of this hardware is. Like it's all so blurry. It could be, it, it reminds me of some variation of a Kaler. Well, he says it's a, uh, oh, I, I thought he doesn't say Floyd. the model yeah, of the he bridge. Yeah, he says know. it's something similar to a Floyd, but it's not a trim. I don't see anywhere to put a wiggle stick. This whole thing is bonkers. It's it. If the work is clean, I don't know if I can say it's not worth $300 though. Like the vibe of the photos makes you think that the work isn't clean. But then Uh when you look at it, it's like the work might be clean. That, that volume knob moved up to the upper horn is, is throwing me off big time now. Like, he was able to do that without making a huge mess around it, which means he has some ability to do some kind of clean work. You know, we don't have a shot of the back of the guitar. There could be I a f- big, I found the guitar on Instagram. There could be a good big control plate behind with a route. Okay. What kind of music? Good grief. He's got a picture of quad rails. Oh gosh. He says modding this one and, and then installing red. it in the bridge position on an LP style washburn. That's a sick rig. It's a uh, an orange micro on a PV on a two by twelve by twelve. What kind of music do you think this guy makes? Give I'm going to guess. Oh, are you gonna play some? I'm gonna guess some sort of shreddy fusion with hip hop. Let's find out. There's hip hop. And I keep falling down, so I get higher. I've been knocked down more times than I can count. My homie Rob said that's not what it's about. Forget the bullshit, the fake fucking clout. Just follow your heart till you figure. Okay, so the we sound we, of Florida. We talked about this recently. You know what that is? What? That's emo rap. That's emo rap. That's basically. It's an emo rapper. This guy's an emo rap because it's it's this weird like. And that's why, because this is, uh, this is, you know, you can't see below, but this is probably a big titty goth girl. That's what this sticker is. 
All right. All right. <laughs> That's why this guitar is worth $300. Because <laughs> it's got a sticker of a, in Steve's words, not my words, a big titty goth girl. That's a thing. That's a that's a I thing. Be, I, I, the kids these days, I'm man. I'm fully sure that it's a thing, Steve. Don't worry. By the, by the time your kid is the, the age where you're going to have to worry about this, they'll... they'll oh, this will all be old-fashioned. Hopefully but, they won't be... Uh, no, they, they're going to be into, you know, the second modern swing yeah. revival. My God, I hope so. <laughs> Big titty it'll, swing girl. It'll be terrible in some way that we can't even predict. But yeah, for <laughs> for three hundred dollars, I don't know. Work was put in that because I can't see pictures of the back. I can't see close up pictures. Like it's all like potato cam quality. Yeah, yeah. I can't say if that's a bad price or not because work was put into it. These are $190 new. Was there $110 of additional work put into this? I oh. bet there's at least a, at least probably $150, $200 worth of hardware put in. Strap locks, Ryan. It's got strap it's locks. It's got strap locks. Strap locks. This should sell for $700. <laughs> the last time we saw a guitar that came with strap locks, it was $400. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that bad cat acrylic, which is hanging behind me, I think, um, came with strap locks on. <laughs> which is a fun it's it's funny the things that get added onto guitars as like oh let's upsell this let's make this premium the the, the trend has been locking tuners but before that the trend yeah. was strap locks don't worry guys it comes with strap locks this is a premium guitar <laughs> and now everything comes with locking tuners to give you that impression and they're great options mm -hmm. they're great mm -hmm. things to have but I, I i do think it's funny all right you pick the next one man that's it. We're done with this. We're done with it. Why? Why got? not? We're ten minutes know. in. We got to keep going. Ten minutes each one. That's sixty minutes, bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna pick. Um, I'm gonna pick custom Fender SG. Uh, oh, that was my typo, not theirs. <laughs> Sent by Andy Harper. I know it was your typo. That's why I picked it. This is actual ad is custom Fender Epiphone SG. <sighs> Dude, this is. Yeah, this is bad. This is offensive. I mean, they want 400 for this. I'd much rather buy that headless. Yeah. yeah. Bullet Mustang. This is. I, I would rather p give the Florida guy an extra hundred dollars <laughs> as a tip, as a tip and get that guitar <laughs> hey, than get this guitar. Throw, throw in your mixtape, throw, throw in your EP and I'll buy the, what the, hell? the Florida guitar. What the? I, yeah. There's a lot. There's Fender <laughs> custom. Oh, this is a custom. Right, this is definitely the Fender Custom Shop logo. <laughs> this isn't even a Telecaster headstock. <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I don't think. So this guitar has all the setup finished on it, which usually costs around two hundred bucks to get the work done. I'm throwing. <laughs> hold on. I'm I'm throwing all that stuff in for free. Hold on. I'm throwing all that stuff in for free. So he believes that this is a six hundred dollar guitar. <laughs> It also comes with customized. It also comes customized with two hardwired input output jacks. Why do you have two? Oh, there's two pickups, Steve. It's in stereo. What the hell? Is that why? Strings. Strings are new Fender Tens. The body is an Epiphone SG, and the neck is a newly purchased replacement, for which I paid a little over 120 bucks. Uh, everything works though. Unfortunately, there is no book price because this is a custom built. But the Epiphone SG usually. <laughs> 
goes for around 360. And this is a great deal for someone who's progressing and they're playing. Maybe at the novice. No, it's not for someone progressing and they're playing. No. Hold on. Maybe at the novice intermediate level comes with case. The audio listeners. Price. Click on the imager links to to see what I'm losing my mind over right now. Non-negotiable. Um, this has a Led Zeppelin sticker on it. I, <laughs> the Led Zeppelin sticker is the most normal thing about this guitar, Steve. Why would you even bring that up? Like, that's the last thing we should be talking about. I, I want to, I need a picture of the back of this guitar. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to try to work through everything I'm seeing here. Yes. It is an SG body with a Telecaster in air quotes neck on it which is bonkers and probably won't work because scale lengths and science and so on uh more notably there's a a homemade pick guard covering most of this guitar you know it's kind of got the it's it's so you can give it it's an sg but it's got that 70 it looks 72 like, telecaster vibe it looks like it was cut with a rusty pocket knife dude it was cut it looks like it was cut with a spoon and they didn't even get it right the first time because it's got an additional pit guard chunk to hold in the pickups. That's that's which that's by the custom, way that's a custom humbucker mounting ring. There's two humbuckers, two open coil black humbuckers pushed against each other, floating in between the neck and the middle position. It is a quad rail, a full size quad rail, starting at the middle position. There's no bridge pickup. There's a giant chunk out of the pick guard in air quotes and an area surrounding the bridge that is a giant piece of duct tape. I'm assuming they figured out the, the, the scale length issue and we're like, Hey, this won't intonate. And so they did some God awful mangling of the body to move that bridge. You think that's what happened? something happened or they're just like duct duct tape will look cool. I think they just put duct tape there to cover up the holes where like the pit guard and whatever else. Cause there would on. be a, a route for the, the bridge pickup there. And then there's two knobs that for some reason have green painted around the holes uh-huh. that the, that the knobs are sticking through the, the knobs are sticking through holes in the pit guard, by the way. And the, the holes are painted green when the, the pit guard material itself looks like some sort of like wood siding material. What is, it hurts my heart looking at this. <laughs> the headstock. What has, is going on? Uh, it, I can tell it's not a real fender headstock. It's it has a, two string trees, but only one of the of the four strings that would go under this string tree appear to actually be going. No, under I think it. you're just seeing reflection on this one. I think only one is left out. I think that's reflection of the. Uh, okay. I'll but still, one. like this is mega wonky. They're not even matching. Uh, they're the the tuners don't even match each other. Well, I think they're they might be a locking tuner, and I, they're doing that thing where they're staggered and they're getting. Lower uh, and lower. Okay, yeah, yeah. But the low well, E does... Well, that's why it's worth $400. The low E does... I mean, I was just mentioning locking tuners as an upscale thing. The 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 low E looks like it has a different colored... It has a black grommet 
instead of the silver that the rest have. But that's like the, the, the lightest of issues going on here. Oh yeah, there's those two output jacks. They, it must be, it's gotta be a stereo setup. It's uh, It's got that Rico sound. It's just a completely different wiring. What is going on here? You know, uh, you know what Super Rich Steve would do? Oh, this isn't freaking Canada. A Ren- Canadian did Renfro, this? Ontario. I mean, this has... Renfro, Ontario. Trailer Park Boys vibes here. Uh, Super Rich Steve... Uh, would buy this and then build a museum to put it in because it's so beautiful. Super Rich Steve would not go anywhere near this guitar because Super Rich Steve doesn't want to get tetanus. Jeez. That's not the Super Rich Steve I know. The Super Rich Steve I know would get tetanus on purpose just to see what it feels like. <laughs> That's true. You're right. <laughs> okay, Doc, I've got a billion dollars. Give me tetanus. This is just uh, awful. How do you even... Like, I can understand making one bad decision and then being like, I got to unload this thing. And I'm like, I made a bad choice. I, I can't go back. But this is just bad choice after bad choice after bad choice over and over again. This dude was drinking moonshine. At least like it's, you know, like a, a bolt on neck Epiphone SG. Like we're, it's the destruction of about $200 worth of parts. No, Ryan, this guitar has all the setup finished on it, which usually costs around 200 bucks <laughs> to get the work he, done. Did he take this someone to get set up or is he upselling his own setup on it? I, I hope he's upselling his own. Imagine he took this to someone for a setup. Imagine the guitar tech. If that happened, that guitar tech took a picture of this and posted it to social media somewhere. Also, I know the Canadian dollar is weaker than the American dollar, <laughs> but like 200 bucks, I don't think it's that weak. You're not fooling me. You're not fooling me. Oh my God. Where's Renfrew? Renfrew, Ontario. Super Rich Steve should hire someone to kidnap this person to keep them from doing this to any more guitars. Like this is a crime against guitar. Oh, you know what? Renfrew's almost in Quebec. So maybe that's what's wrong with this guitar. Is Quebec shady? (laughs) Quebec is like French. Oh, it's a French Canadian guitar. Now it all makes sense. This isn't an Epiphone. This is an Epiphone. It's a, you know what? It's underpriced now. This is a $800 French Canadian guitar. Custom Fender Epiphone SG. <laughs> All right. I'm going to pick the next one. <laughs> so bonkers. Oh, this one is, in, this is interesting. This was sent by uh, Mark DeBrun and it is a Fender lead Two that has an interesting finishing issue. And I actually did some homework to look this up. Like, look at this. Oh, first of all, Fender lead to in Zygdstadt. Body is verklude what in typisch Kenmerk is Vurdes Vuger Read Fender. the translation. I gave you a screen de grab arm, of the translation. De arm is openu governist. Gein Rurwursten Verstellen ob ob on Zygde Bledelen Rieger Ignite. Do you guys like this bit? Is in this, is this fun for anyone? In Zygstad. How do they have a word that is ZGD? 
I'll read the translation. Fender Lead 2, 1979-1980. Price drop, 680 euros. Fender Lead 2 in very good condition. Body color is faded, which is typical of these early Fenders. The neck has been re-varnished. No trades. I don't respond to nonsensical bids. P.S. A tweed case in very good condition can be thrown in for 50 euro. Apparently, after a week, the price has been dropped from 800 to 680 would you buy this to use as is or as a refinishing project? Mark asks. So it has, if you look at the, the pictures, it has this really bizarre like milking yeah. going on with the finish. Like it's a it's a red lead too, which is a common color for them. But like I've got a dining room table where if you put a hot bowl on it or like a hot meal that's on a paper plate, it will steam into the finish and make it look almost exactly like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and do you, it looks like you found or did Mark find, a I couple? found, no, I found more that have this finishing issue. Apparently there was a year or two run of fender guitars that had this finishing issue. Something about the clear coat is my mm -hmm. guess. Yeah. That it just milks like, like this one's really bad. Yeah. Uh, this one is just kind of generally milky, but man, this one looks like ass. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> in a way, it's almost kind of like if you could predict or recreate it, you could maybe do some cool looks with that. Sort I think of I've relic. actually seen some of my, one of my guitars has something like this in spots. It's, it's, it's not nearly this severe. If you weren't looking for it, you it's wouldn't just see really it. Wild. The pattern on that lower horn yeah. is, it's almost like it got a reptile skin thing going on. So I here's my question. Mm -hmm. That's a natural relic. That's a natural aging thing that you only get with a vintage lead too, or a, a fender of this era. Yeah, is that an upsell? I don't know that it's an upsell, but I don't think I would refinish it. I don't think I would refinish it either. Like this one example that you found. That's on. Uh, the one that's just kind of milky. I don't know which website this is. I just did a Google search um, for uh, for lead to finish. But this one I think looks pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it's kind of milky and pink. It's got some like blues going on, actually. And the one that's got the, this really like extreme whitening around the edges. I don't like that. That's too much. It's kind of a reverse burst in a mm, way. Reverse burst. <laughs> If you played Limp Bizkit on it, it'd be a reverse burst Fred Durst. A reverse Durst burst? Have you listened to the new Limp Bizkit? I haven't. There's a new Limp Bizkit. I didn't listen to the previous That's Limp Bizkit. True. That's true. Me neither. As much as I joked back in the early 2000s that I was a Limp Bizkit fan, I was doing it ironically. People used to ask us what our band sounded like, and we'd always be like, ah, you know, it's a little a little Jack Johnson meets Limp Bizkit. <laughs> They'd be like, what? I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> we really just sounded like the dead Kennedys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is wild. I, I didn't know. I mean, I'm a I'm a longtime admirer of lead twos. I have a lead two copy that I played for years and years and years, but I wasn't aware of this finishing issue. I wonder if it affects other fenders or if it is exclusive to the lead twos. Like, I know the early ones were made in the USA. So was this a USA finishing issue in the late 70s, early 80s? People, experts in the comments, let us know what you think.
We busted that one out early. Four minutes to do what? that out, Steve. Oh, man. Well, you want to do know, a sponsor? Right now is a good chance. I was about to say we should do a sponsor I spot. I predicted it. I'm this, clairvoyant. Uh, this... <laughs> yes, you definitely don't know the sequence of the show that we've been doing for 400 and... I can predict what's in this man. Three episodes. <laughs> There's, All right. there's no money in that mail. So. Who's the first sponsor? Uh, this week's first sponsor is Chase Bliss Audio. You know, I don't have a pedal in hand, but they came out with something recently, and I think it sold out already. Yeah. As it tends to do when you're Chase Bliss. They came out with that roller expression thing. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um, and they kind of jumped ahead of on that with... I, I made it... I actually, I, I put it on the, our Instagram stories because they jumped out ahead and I, I think this is one of the things that you know always keeps me excited not just that they make cool pedals but keeps me excited working with chase bliss is is um they they came up with this roller expression pedal and those of you who have been around the gear industry you know circa i don't know what 2012 2000 sure. whatever like about 10-ish years ago um remember uh, i think the company was called um custom custom audio devices or something like that. I know who like you're that. talking about. Um, and um, basically it t- turned out that, uh, so they, they stopped doing business mm-hmm. and, um, and uh, chase or Joel and chase bliss. They always liked the design of these roller pedals. They had them for volume. You could have, I think there was a drive pedal. Yeah, there was like, a couple pedals where like you controlled the gain with the, with the roller and, and all this stuff. And so he just made a whole Instagram post and said, Hey, if this looks familiar, it's because we worked with that company after they closed. Uh, and we, the, he worked with someone else and basically named off all of the people who were involved Classy. The, that are not chase bliss employees. And basically said, we, you know, we didn't steal this idea. We like, we worked with them to, right. to uh, Kurt Middleton is the guy ah. who used to run that, uh, that company. Um, to, to put this together and, and, you know, getting ahead of something that shouldn't be controversial and it's not really any of anybody, anything of anybody's business, you know, just seemed like a really classy move, yeah. you know? Uh, so I, I just thought that was really cool. I was really excited about that. And is it sold out? I don't know. But if you need one that I used, I've used one once also, I had one of their, I had that their drive pedal and it's a lot of. I, it takes some getting used to, but using a roller as an expression pedal or as a volume yeah. control is really cool. Once you it get used really to it, smooth. because it it's really the, that one was really smooth, and um, and once you get into to a position like you can kind of just leave it alone, and you don't. It's not gonna like eventually. Like the problem I had with some waz is you try to go into like a mid position and then right. the, if the treadle wasn't tight enough, then it would just fall forward. If you are trying to do expression control to dial in a specific, like say rate on a tremolo. Yeah. An expression, a classic expression pedal is really tricky. Yeah. Like it's great for ramping from heel to toe position, but finding that space in the middle and finding your exact setting, if you're trying to be precise is really tricky. So those rollers are perfect for finding actual little sweet spots that you're mm-hmm. trying to find with an expression pedal versus, you know, like, uh, 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 where is it? You know, sort of thing. Also, I mean, we have all this news for Chase Bliss in the sponsor spot. They also absorbed uh, Cooper effects. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I say absorbed, they hired him on. 
They brought him onto the team. He announced, I, I want to say a couple of weeks ago, like, hey, I'm I'm thrown in the towel. Cooper effects is no more. And people were like, oh, oh no. And people were trying to sell their uh, their Cooper effects pedals oh for thousands of dollars. And then they were like, hey, surprise, he works for us now. And it's going to be a really great arrangement. So stuff is moving over there at Chase Bliss. Go follow them on all their social medias. Go check out their website. Stay up to date so that if something comes out that's cool, you don't miss it. All right, you want to pick up, pick the next I'm, ad? I want to hit a hit a quick what's new. Sure, sure. Um, this episode will air in two weeks. I think this raffle will still be going. It'll air in a week and a half. Whatever. Uh, so, um, one of someone that actually I don't know, but I know other people might know him. Uh, there's a Instagram slash YouTube channel called Gear Fever. Okay. And the guy who runs Gear Fever uh, was recently diagnosed with testicular cancer. Mm. Uh, and in doing, well, not because of it, I guess, like that sounds very manipulative. Um, but he is doing a raffle uh, for the Testicular Cancer Society. So if you go to Instagram uh, and check out Gear Fe- at it's at Gear Fever, I think. Cool. I opened the link on Instagram, so I can't read it. Yeah, at Gear Fever. Um, they're doing a raffle, but you buy, basically you buy raffle tickets uh, by donating to the testicular cancer. Um, clearly, I should have taken notes. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like a worthy cause. By donating to this thing, but they're doing multiple giveaways, like their giveaway packs, right. and they have, I, I thought about it during the Chase Bliss spot because Chase Bliss is one of the, uh, uh, one of the sponsors on this and there's a bunch of uh, different companies that are helping out with this with this raffle who donated stuff so uh, go check them out go check it out um, there's also I think information on there on if you're a dude how to get your nuts checked for testicular cancer it's important which at our age this is probably something we should know about mm-hmm. all right I got the next ad <laughs> uh, I am going to pick. I don't know what this is. I'm uh, on the edge of my seat. I'm going to pick Leclerc. Aha. Uh-huh. Sent by Greg Dog. I'm, is that Greg Dodd? Yes, I meant to write Greg Dodd. <laughs> Greg Dog is his uh, is his rap name. <laughs> I gave him the D O double G. Greg Dog, <laughs> custom made Leclerc electric. You know, it rolls off the tongue a little bit smoother than Snoop Dog. Greg Dog, you know. Yeah, I got the G R E G to the D O double G. G R E G D O double G. Typos today. All right, we have a custom made Leclerc. Remember when I used to grab electric. all the ads and all the spelling was perfect? Oh my gosh, Pepperidge Farmers. If you're wondering about the brand Leclerc, Steve, yeah, you can check the name of the seller to find out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that it, the same guy's is name John is Leclerc. John Leclerc. So this is definitely. A home job. So he says it's custom made, but do you think that is this a custom made body? I don't. You didn't grab any. I get, I is, grabbed what this, there was. This is a custom made body. Yeah, actually, we were emailed or uh, sent these screen grabs. So these are not my screen grabs. These are not my pants. <laughs> There's an old reference. <laughs> what was that from? From Fire and Frenzy. That's right. 
whose pants are these anyway? The the pants opera. The op yeah, these are not my pants. Rock opera. Jeez, I totally forgot about that. So what we're looking at here is uh whenever I see this guitar shape, I think of the face huggers from the alien franchise. Oh, good call. Yeah. There's that company- kind of Steinburner kind of like you know, who's following up what we were just talking about, kind of a ball sack shape to the butt of the guitar. <laughs> There's a lot of funky hardware going on here. Oh, Leclerc Guitars is going to get sued by Ernie Ball. Uh-oh, they got a 4 by 2 headstock. Eey. We've got some sort of covered Seymour Duncan single in the neck. Yeah, that's, some a, sort of, that's an old one. They some don't... sort of high output looking double cream with big black lugs in it. Humbucker and the bridge. Some sort of bridge that looks like it came off of something very funky and very old. A trapeze tailpiece with the strings being held underneath a bar of some sort. I actually really like I, I like the trapeze with the with the It's interesting. With that bar. You know, my telecaster has like that's like a this one is I think longer, but it's like a Floyd Rose style string tree. This, this is clearly a home done job, but there's elements to it that are compelling. Yeah. And I think this guy's got some fun ideas. I like the I like the HS. Yeah. I like the recessed control cavity where it's kind of like dipping into the yeah. body. Like it looks kind of like liquid and plastic anyway. I don't like how close the knobs are clustered with that switch there. There's a three-way switch and what looks like a slider switch from a Strat or Tele. It could be a three-way or five-way mm, mm. doing some. You think one of those is a coil split for the I'm sure. I'm sure there's all kinds of extra functions there. I can't quite tell what's going on with that F-hole. There's something inside of it, or it's not really an F-hole. It's like an ornament. Um, I think it is a semi-ornamental F-hole, uh, and I think that's the Eye of Cthulhu. Oh, you know, the Eye of Cthulhu. Yeah. We, we all are familiar with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Beauty and Plays. Here's the description. Beauty and Plays Great, built 10 years ago and played only at home. Well, he built it 10 years ago and he kept it around for 10 years. He made this thing. But he he never played it but, out. But it, then it took 10 years for him to, to decide that it wasn't worth keeping around anymore. But he's only listing it for 150 Canadian dollars, which is... As we previously what? established, like 10 bucks. What US. is going on with the nut? <laughs> that, like, I thought that was shine on the paint, like a reflection or something. That's like a, a big chunk of plastic as a string guide going into what looks know. like some sort of giant chunk of metal. Or like felt. It looks like felt to me. You think that's felt? No, it looks like a chunk of like really weird raw metal of some sort. Can, can we just pause for a second? Like some sort of, it looks like die cast steel, like the metal that like hot wheels are made out of. Can, can we just stop for a second? Yeah. Uh, we did a, what's new for, uh, you know, a, a guy in the gear community who's got testicular cancer. Uh huh. And then you said the body of this guitar, um, Kind of looks like a ball sack. Right. And right now you just said, what is going on with that nut? It's not talk. You scared me for a minute, Steve. You got serious. I thought you were going to tell me that you have ball cancer. Gotcha. 
I leg- like I Dude, legitimately think, like I got go it. Shiver like, oh no, what's Steve about to, to tell me? I don't go to the doctor, man. <laughs> what do they know? I know for a fact that you do go to the doctor, or have gone to the doctor. I have in the past gone to the doctor. <laughs> one of our view, one of our listeners reached out to me after that and was like, "I'm so glad you talked about that because I felt like I was the only one." Not the only it's one. It's a thing. It's like a, a like a fairly sizable amount of the population right apparently gets uh, uh anal abscesses mm. can't remember what it was called and now steve has a, a brand new uh a fart sound effect i do it's weird i hate it it's kind of painful is it like a stranger is farting no <laughs> no it's just like a motorcycle's farting <laughs> it sounds like a feature but it hurts I mean, it's because that area is just... It's just still tender. tender. All right, all right. Anyway. We'll stop talking about Steve's butthole. Oh, speaking of farts, have you heard about the fart... What do you think about that fart pedal? Uh, Let's let's wrap up this, and then I'll speak my piece on the fart pedal. All right. Um, 150 Canadian. There's nothing about this that tells me that it's not a functional guitar. Mm -hmm. It's just very home-done looking. Mm -hmm. For 150 bucks? If it tickles your fancy and you want this kind of like very home done looking guitar, mm-hmm. I can't tell you not to go check it out. Like that's fun money. That's, you know, cheap pedal money. That's that's electro harmonics pedal money. And you could get a guitar that is extremely different. No one else, you know, has it. So anyways, that fart pedal, I probably got about 15 different private messages from people when the fart pedal dropped. Like, have you seen this? Check out the fart pedal. Oh, you got to get a fart pedal, Ryan. And I think that level of attention was like, no, I don't want a fart pedal. (laughs) I think it burned me out. And also, like, I don't know what the production version is going to be like. Right. But everything I watched on it was like, it makes like two or three fart sounds. And I'm not. And that was not enough for you. Well, I'd want it to be more like the uh, the Miko uh, or yeah. Miku. I, I where it's like it pitch corrects the fart for each note. I listened to a YouTube video or a Instagram reel or something today that was um, like if it perfectly tracked, I'd probably be stoked on it. That was somebody playing the. Um, I think it's the Buddy Holly guitar solo Weezer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Through the Miku, and I was like, "Oh my god, this guy's found it! This guy's found the one applica- real application of this pedal." Right, it sounded so good, so good. But, but like in what I saw in the current form on the fart pedal, I mean, if they want to send me one, to, I'm gonna I'm gonna film it. If they send me a fart pedal, I'm going to no film it. No one's gonna send you a fart pedal. No one, no one knows who you are. <laughs> god, pretentious. <laughs> if anyone finds out who I am. And decide to send me a fart pedal, and I'll learn how to make a video to try to cover it, to make it worth their while. Do you even know how to make a video? I'll read a book about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to the library, and I'll, I'll check it out. But I'm, I don't know. It's, from what I saw, I'm not stoked on it yet. Like, a novelty is fun. I feel like there, there's probably better ways to get fart sound effects on your pedal board. Like, IR, like little IRs, like sampling way. sampling pedals or something like that. Uh, you just or make, preloading it in a loop. You just make IRs of like running a bass through uh, like a six here's, inch speaker. Here's the problem: it's digital. 
I need my farts to be analog. Ooh. You know, I put a mic back there when I'm on stage. I'll give you farts. You know, you what, want man? farts? I'll give you analog farts. You want analog, man? I'll make it one better. Mm-hmm. Sitting on a can. That's more of a poop. Maybe you fart. Yeah, you know what a poop is? It's an analog. Oh God, what is <laughs> happening to this show right now? What are we doing? You know what we're doing is we're going to do, do another made, You just said analog. Analog. On our guitar podcast, Steve. We're talking about poop. Talking about farts. Uh, <laughs> speaking of farts, uh, if you want to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash 60cyclehome, where for as little as a dollar a month, oh my gosh. Uh, you can support the show uh, like these Who's folks Who's going to support this? You just said analog. Like these folks have. Uh, at the $1 level, uh, Ethan Clem and Clyde Harvey. We have and so many Layton new. Janice. We haven't caught up um, on at, all the new Patreons we have. At the $10 level, Andrew Freeman and John Taylor. John Taylor's uh, uh, been talking. To, I've been talking to John on email a little bit. And at the, I think this is also the $10 level, but it's in euros. Uh, so it's the nine euro level is Sammy. Mm. Uh, Sammy's been, I think you've been interacting with Sammy because Sammy had a bunch of questions for you about surf guitars. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, very cool. Thanks, everyone, for supporting. And actually, you know, I wanted to say uh, we've we've fetched a bunch of new Patreons because of the Azor Reverb thing that we did. Thank mm-hmm. you to all those people for joining on, even if you do it for just one month and then skedaddle just to get some shipping money in our pockets. We greatly appreciate it. Um, I want to say... If you join on to Patreon any dollar level and you want to get in contact with me, like, or Steve, like, I've hit the point where, like, I can't stay on top of everything, like mm-hmm. messages, emails across all the social medias and stuff like that. Uh, if you ask a question through Patreon, I will answer it. I will make sure that I answer that question. I always wonder about that because I'm like, there's a message for Ryan. Do I need to tell him? No, I see the email. I'll go. I, I did answer two messages uh, in the past week through Patreon. So I'm just saying, like, I will for sure answer messages through Patreon if you are a Patreon member. We got oh. one last we got one last piece of business before we can go okay. completely off the rails. Like a crazy train? You know, okay. Can I talk about crazy train? I didn't know that wasn't a Black Sabbath song. It's not? Oh, it's an it's Ozzy a, Osbourne. It's an Ozzy Osbourne song. Right, right. I did not know that. Because it's well, because someone was talking about, because Randy Rose just got uh, inducted into, you know what, let's do the sponsor spot. For okay, me. do the sponsor spot. <laughs> this episode's also brought to you by Big Ear Pedals, big time sponsor of the show. Mm-hmm. Grant and Karen will put so much uh, quality and love into the pedal that they are making for you. Hey, if you're going to get a pedal, might as well get a pedal made by people with big ears. They can really hear what's going on. Oh my gosh. That's a really lame pitch, guys. That was dumb. <laughs> Great. Well, we just lost Sorry. a sponsor. Sorry, Grant and Karen. <laughs> um, no, they make great pedals. Um, yeah. I I'm, just... I'm having a lot of fun with my all big ear board, which has uh, a woodcutter. I use, it's not, not going to help you guys out because it doesn't exist, mm. uh, but I use my Chaka for a, a solo last Sunday. Where like I was like, I used it for, so it's an octave fuzz, right? So for the parts of the solo that were like in the mid like twelfth fret, 
G, D, G strings, you know, up in that range. Fuzz. Mm. Cool, nice, bright, fuzzy lead. When I moved up to the B and E string, I kicked on that octave. Yeah. Yeah, boy. I'm not saying people got saved. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying I had a really good time. (laughs) If octave fuzz can save a soul, there's hope for this world. Um, but yeah, I don't know what that means. Those are words. Those are words that just fell out of me. I said I was going to wait until after this ad to go off the rails, but oh well. Um, One more ad, then we'll go off the rails. Or, no, 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 I mean after this sponsor spot. Okay, okay, that, okay. the sponsor ad. Okay, okay. Uh, head on over to BigEarPedals.com. They do batches um, for the most part of pedals batches? right now. So batches, they make up. We well, you don't know, need no stinking batch. <laughs> what? What is? I know what that is, but shut up. <laughs> um, go sign up for their mailing list. So. Because like, so you know when new stuff is coming out, when when there's going to be a run of Albies. Everybody, everybody, everybody needs to own an Albie. I am not giving away my Albie. Sorry. You cannot have Steve's Albie. You cannot, you cannot have, have my Albie. You need to get your own Albie. Maybe when I get my second Albie, then someone can have my you first Albie. I Maybe. Just, we'll I filmed, see. I filmed a video yesterday. At this point, it's been up for a week or so. Uh, where uh-huh. I, where I, I played seven rats at the same time. And I shot out all of them. Okay. And I said in the video, and I really, truly believe it, there's something kind of magical about the woodcutter. Oh, the woodcutter's sick. Like, all those rats sounded like rats. I wonder how John, or sorry, John, I wonder how Jim, uh, our guest last week, thinks about people who describe his tone as sick. <laughs> Dude, that, that song was sick. Your tone was sick on that song. Yeah. But there's... I can't explain it. I'm, I've been trying to figure I've been thinking about it way too much. Like, uh-huh. why is the woodcutter? Why does it have this little extra thing of like tingly magic that makes me like it so much? Like, I don't know. Go watch that video. You try to figure it out. It's a rat, but it's a great sounding rat. And it just, it feels a little extra special for some reason. So anyways, huge thanks to Big Ear. This sponsorship has been going on a long time now. <laughs> All right, let's tackle this last ad. Set in another typo for me. Kevin This Hernandez. isn't the last ad, man, unless it's the last ad. Yeah, let's call this the last ad. All right. And we'll do other nonsense to get out of here. Sick. <laughs> totally sick. This is a Dean guitar. Why is it called the Mach 7 when it only has six That's strings? That's a good question, Steve. It is signed by Michael Angelo Batio. Who? Who actually hit us up like a year or two ago. Like he didn't like his person did his PR person. Oh yeah. I was like, Hey, can Michael be on your show? And you were like, yeah, sure. And then we didn't get any follow up. They probably watched it. <laughs> yeah. They probably watched the show and like, we're never mind. We're going to do something else. Uh, they want 600 plus 75 shipping for this. It comes with a, the box. I thought it was just signed by him. No, it is like his model. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes, <laughs> It comes with a Michael Angelo Batio instructional DVD and and poster. Oh boy, what's a DVD? That's a good question. I don't even I don't own a DVD player anymore. I own multiple DVD players. We just disconnected the Xbox 360, I and saw that. we do not have a three. We do not have a DVD player hooked up anymore. Um, not that we have used it for that in years. Um, it is a wild shape. 
What do you think about the shape of this guitar, Steve? It's definitely doing like a can opener thing. This is the shape of this guitar is okay. First of all, it's stupid. Uh, but second of all, it kind of sits in that like Takamini. I forget what model it was from the eighties uh, where it's like, this is so sharp that if you actually like put it like into your normal rotation, there's no way you're not breaking one of those points off. The fact that the all three points are intact, yes, there's three points on the body alone, not even mentioning the headstock. There's three points on the body, and the fact that they're all intact means that no one's playing it because it's not a fun player. That's what you think? Mm-hmm. You don't think you don't think it wasn't getting played because it's like a collector's? No. I, mean, I don't you, think this is technically a collector's item. I mean if you kept the box, I guess. This is a, this has a Dean I do appreciate that it comes with the appropriate gig bag. It's neat that it's signed. If you're a a Michelangelo Batio fan, but the quality of this guitar, just looking at it, you can tell this is like a $299 guitar at best. Oh, really? Oh yeah. At best. At best. That's so generous. That's very generous. Like uh, you can tell just even just looking at the quality of the wood on the back of the headstock, there's this freaking knot up here. You know, it's a three piece neck just to make the headstock happen. <laughs> uh, it has that. I, I hate to say it because like that me- metallic metal flake red is not a bad looking color. No, no, it's sharp. But because it's been used on so many cheap guitars, you associate it with cheap guitars now. It, there's something about that very plastic looking black nut. There's something about, you know, that that tunomatic bridge where the strings go into the body, which was another thing that used to be a premium feature, strings going directly into the body instead of going yeah. into a tailpiece. But so many cheap guitars did it that now it's like, ah, oh, that looks like a cheap guitar. Do you think there's a point with the string? Like, through- I feel like it can feel the edges with of these like, frets just by think, looking at it. Do you think there's a point with the string through body like this where they realize like, hey, uh, if we if we have enough precision in the design process to do this, uh, putting... F- 12 ferrules into a body is way cheaper than putting a bridge like a pro or not a bridge that might a pro- be it. like a proper tailpiece it's less metal and if they're already drilling holes in the body with a robot or a cnc or something like that they might just be like hey drill these holes and we'll put in you know ten dollars of ferrules instead yeah. of I mean, a I, I don't twelve dollar stop tail yeah, i mean i don't and it, you know it's two bucks but you do that you know for oh yeah, a thousand times. A thousand times. It's two thousand bucks. You got yourself two thousand bucks. Two thousand bucks. <laughs> two thousand dollars, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I six hundred dollars. I don't know. You guys tell us six hundred seventy-five after shipping. I don't. Is you think there? You think there's any collector's market for this? I don't think there is. How much are they asking? 600 bucks. Yeah. Well, 75 shipping. So 675. I, I mean, it's probably not priced wrong. If this wasn't signed, no brainer. This is a $200 guitar. Oh yeah. In my mind, just from me looking at it and getting my initial impressions of the build quality and have, you know, having had picked up Dean's in this price point, like I know what you're getting into with Dean's that look this way. I'm going to use your DOD 250. Okay. To do what? To prop up my phone. Oh, all right. 
<laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm done talking about it. What about you? Watch the the. I the, don't I don't have anything. The got, audience in the comments is gonna be like, oh my gosh, that's the long lost, famed, so famous, legendary guitar. It's worth well over six seventy five. You know what, worth dude? At least seven seventy five. Okay, here's the deal. This is a Michelangelo Badio signature guitar. Uh, it doesn't even have four necks. <laughs> yeah. Or how's he supposed to tap with both his hands and both his feet at the same time? <laughs> Does he only have two necks? Whatever. I don't. He's care. the fastest guitar player in the history of guitar players. He went to the future to check. No one will ever be faster than him. Oh. Right. And he's fast with every appendage. So why would why would this guitar only have one neck? Yeah, I don't know. It makes no sense. It's gotta be a fake. Right? He is legitimately fast. I will give him that. I uh I'm not mocking him for his speed, because I'm being honest. Speed, he is fast. Speed kills. Was that him? I think that was him. All right, anyway. Um we, you know, we we talked about weren't Ryan and I are in Several group. We're in multiple group chats together. Big, big so, brag. Sometimes together. Big brag. We talk to each other. Uh, no we, big deal. We talk to other people. That's true too. Um, do you? We should. We should oh wait. Let's just say we should have a. We should have an all inner circle group chat. But that would be a nightmare. Um, oh, that would be a disaster. Do you? I'm in, I'm in group chats with European YouTubers. And so every night as I go to bed around 11 you o'clock, start getting a bunch of messages. midnight, my phone starts lighting up the room nice. with Henning or whoever sending everyone group messages. Henning never sends me a message. Henning doesn't even know you exist. That's true. That's not true. He knows you exist. Um, so he always asks first thing. He's like, how's Steve? No, he doesn't. That's a lie. <laughs> that is a lie. <laughs> And, no, people, Andy, on the other hand, probably does ask no, that. Pe- people multiple times at these events that I've gone to in Germany have been like, what's Steve like? Tell us about oh Steve. They have actually asked about you, Steve. I'm not joking. No, they want to know what you're like. Well, Andy and I are actually real life, semi, well, we're semi real life, real friends. Okay. Now I don't want to talk about Andy. <laughs> I know. Ugh. He's your enemy. Gross, Andy. Um, All right, tell us what you so, were going to tell us. So what I was going to say is we're talking about Michelangelo Badio being the fastest guitar player in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you, in your Christian upbringing in San Diego, California, ever experience the fastest flat picker in the world? I'm not sure I know who you're talking about. There is a guy. I'm going to pull it up uh, if I can find it. Uh, his name is Dennis uh, Agajanian. Dennis Agajanian is the fastest flat picker. Uh, what are you let talking me see if about? I can find a good. Oh, here we go. Here is a video called Dennis Agajanian fast flat finger picking. This guy came to my church when I, my my church I grew up in when no, I was a I've kid. I've seen him play multiple times for sure. With us, and he is. Part. There it is. 
did you ever have this guy come to your church? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. I'm, okay. I uh, did not know you were going to pull his name. At, at some point, he was actually so, uh, putting himself out there as. I think Guinness verified the fastest flat picker on planet Earth. Flat picking is that is right. like that country Roy Clark thing, right? Style. I had never heard that about him, but yeah. I'm not at all surprised. And I think he lives in like out, or at least he used to live in El Cajon. But he's like, got to be local, yeah. Probably moved to Trump country. El Cajon's not Trump country. <laughs> well, am I? You mean Escondido? <laughs> uh, El Cajon's Trump country, but they don't pay they don't pay Trump country taxes. Oh my gosh! Um, you don't have to pay your taxes. You just will probably get in trouble if you don't. Probably need to start paying the taxes that I on the cash I get from this show. But anyway, IRS, don't watch this video. I pay my taxes. I know you do because this is your job. <laughs> This is just a side gig for me. Do you think the, all those LuLaRoe women and I report taxes? Pay them on time, most of the time. I'm all paid up right now. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> do you at least ask for an extension? I did have, I did have to go around and beg uh, various companies to send me fresh copies of my 1099s oh recently because I got it in pretty late this year. <laughs> I, I really should make your life both make my life a little simpler and your life. Maybe now it'd definitely be worse. Please don't pitch becoming an employee. Okay, I won't. Uh, <laughs> I do not want to keep track of payroll. You, I could do it as a contractor. It'd just be a ten ninety nine. It's still a, it's still paperwork. Yeah, all, I could make it all. Happen. I really need to do is go into my PayPal and search for Ryan Burke. Don't worry, Steve. I pay for your taxes. Do you? I kind of do. Or do you just write off my taxes? No, I kind of I kind of pay taxes on income that you get from the show. Oh. Well, I'll let my wife know that I will not be audited anytime soon. <sighs> I guess that is how I've been doing it. Okay, you're going to be way, oh, Steve, you're going to be an employee soon. <laughs> by the way, uh I'm going to for for the folks on the YouTubes who made it this far, I'm going to start respond, responding to uh, anyone that I find on our comments that says, that say, let's go, Brandon. I'm just going to respond to it with either who's Brandon or did you mean fuck Joe Biden? That's what you meant, right? That's what you meant, right? Like, but you, you were afraid, but you were, you were much, afraid to say it, but you, but you didn't have this. By this time stomach? this episode comes out, that whole thing will be blown. No, over. that thing happened like two months ago. Anyway, this, uh, my, this, my thing that I want to do is anytime someone says it, I want to reply pants on backwards, pants on backwards. You figure out what it means. I'm not um, going to tell you. It's a secret code for I something. I kind of like that one better. Pants on backwards. All right. This song was sent, uh, by Craig flowers, music studio. Craig flowers is sometimes in our, uh, uh, group chats. I know that name, but I, I feel like he might've gotten blocked. Is that what you were leading up to talking check. about the group chats? No, that was unintentional. Oh, it's a video. It's a video, so we're going to watch it. I think it's uh, multi. It's where he's Did got he all the cameras. This? Yeah. Okay, then I'll be able to find it. Wow, yeah. Five cameras, five instruments. I can count, by the way. You guys just found that out. Where to begin? Where do we begin? 
a real like epic feel to it. I really like that. Here's my question: Which instrument do you think he recorded first? I don't. Yeah, I obviously he he recorded a scratch track with click and everything like that. So for him to follow around, follow along with all those instruments, I think I would have assumed the piano was recorded first. That's what I thought too. I was like, I think I bet he recorded that piano part before the rest of that. Like he sat there and listened to the scratch the scratch track with the click, and he played the piano yeah. part. Let us know, Craig. We want to know. Yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. Are we ending? Yeah. I just figure we just keep talking until the video died. No. Oh, that's disappointing. Bye, everyone. Bye. Stay Stay grounded. grounded.